Hello, my friends. It is Sheena Diane, and you are listening to your daily dose of encouragement. I'm so excited to be reading Jesus Calling for you today. It is March 14th of 2018. It's already March. Spring break is about to be here. And um, May. Oh, my gosh. In May, you guys, school's out. Can you believe that? I can't believe how fast the school year has gone. Um, my youngest daughter is going to be in third grade next year. My oldest daughter is going to be in fifth grade next year. Oh my gosh. And then Sasha's birthday is also in May. Hers is, uh, May 20th. So she will be turning, let's see, she's seven. So she'll be turning eight. Oh my goodness. She'll be turning eight. You guys, we are deciding on what we want to do. She keeps going back and forth. She's not sure. We go back and forth because, because of the date of her birthday, most people are on vacation, right? Because it's in May, May 20th. Um, and school gets out around that time. So last year, you guys, I spent like $200 on this bounce house party. One person showed up. And you have to prepay for that. It's not like, you know, you get a discount. Like you prepay for the people that you invite. And you have to say, okay, you get, like you prepay for the package and it's like five kids in the package. So even if five kids don't come up, don't come, you still pay for that. But I figured, okay, well, five people will at least come. No, it was one person. I was out $200 and I was like, dude, we could have just paid $15 to come in and bounce and have a cake on the side. But you know, she wanted this bounce house party and I was so excited to have it for her. But I told her, I was like, I don't know if birthday parties are good for the time of year that your birthday is because now Kira, her birthday's in January and everybody comes to Kira's birthday parties. And I feel so bad because Sasha gets nobody. And again, it's not because they don't love her. It's just because it's the time of year. Everybody's on vacation and everybody usually gets back and, um, everybody's starting the year, you know, in January, everybody's getting done with Christmas. And so, people come to, to Kira's birthday parties, but nobody ever comes to Sasha's poor Sasha. So I told her, I was like, let's go to like the American girl doll store or build a bear or do something as a family, you know? And if she wants to invite some friends, like a few friends to go with us, then that's fine. But I don't really think doing a party is the best bet. So anyway, let's go ahead and read our Jesus calling. I like to go on a tangent once in a while. Um, I digress. Let's read Jesus calling. got that daily dose of encouragement for you and me She's always got the best stories of friendship and family Welcome to the sweetest station in all the land Sheena Diane Welcome back to your daily dose of encouragement. Let's read Jesus Calling on March 14th. Do not hesitate to receive joy from me. For I bestow it on you abundantly. The more you rest in my presence, the more freely my blessings flow into you. In the light of my love, you are gradually transformed from glory to glory. It is through spending time with me that you realize how wide and long and high and deep is my love for you. Sometimes the relationship I offer you seems too good to be true. I pour my very life into you and all you have to do is receive me. In a world characterized by working and taking, the admonition to rest and receive seems too easy. There is a close connection between receiving 
and believing. As you trust me more and more, you are able to receive me and my blessings abundantly. Be still and know that I am God. 2 Corinthians 3, 18 Sometimes the relationship I offer you seems too good to be true. That sentence is so, so loud, right? Because it is hard to believe that someone could love us so much that they would die on the cross for our sins, right? It's really hard to believe that this person who doesn't even know us loves us this much to give his very life for you and put his very life into you. And all we have to do to receive it is give him praise and glory. Have a relationship with him. It seems too good, right? But the life of a Christian is never easy. You know, when you become saved or start going to church and start believing, you find that a lot of people turn against you. I remember when I first became a Catholic. I have, I've been um, born and raised Protestant. My mom was a holy rolling Pentecostal. Um, you know, my, my dad was a Catholic. My grandmother was a Catholic, but my mom was a Pentecostal. And so when I married Johnny, who was Catholic, it was very odd for me. Um, and I was not um, into the Catholic religion until later, much, much later in our marriage. Um, I went to a non-denominational church, actually worked at the non-denominational church. And um, when I had the epiphany is when my daughter, who is uh, my older daughter, she's actually going to Bible study at the Catholic church. And um, she loves it, by the way. And they believe um, a lot about Mary. And there's this misconception that they worship Mary, which they don't. They put her on a pedestal because she is the mother of God, which it's kind of like you hold your mother up on a pedestal, right? I mean, I do. I love my mother more than anybody else in the whole world. So that's how they believe about Mary. She's the mother of our beloved Jesus. So they love her. Well, anyway, my daughter was talking about Mary one time at summer camp at the church that I worked at, the the Protestant church. Now, again, I'm not Catholic, but my kids, you know, would go to the um, Catholic Bible studies as well as go to church on Saturday. So on Saturdays, they came to the non-denominational church with me. On Sundays, we'd go to the Catholic church. That's how we worked it out. And we were okay with it because as long as God is the sinner, that's all that matters, right? So um, what ended up happening is she started talking about Mother Mary and nothing bad, not about worshiping her or anything. She was talking about Mother Mary um, being the mother of God. And um, I can't remember exactly what she said, but it was something that her her Sunday school teacher or her camp teacher did not approve of, whatever it was that she said about Mother Mary. Because remember, Protestants, they don't believe in, I mean, they believe in Mother Mary, but not they don't put her up on a pedestal or anything. She's just a being and you know, that's it. So whatever she said really ticked them off. And this is what ended up happening. That camp counselor went to my boss because of course I'm one of the teachers there, went to my boss and told my boss that I was teaching non Christian uh, lessons to the children that I had in my class, which is untrue. So she started this whole thing I had to be investigated. You guys, I've worked at this church for over five years. Okay. This lady who came in was new this year. So I had never met her before, but because of her and my daughter being in her class talking about 
you know, the Catholic Church and everything. She went and told people. And not only that, she didn't say that I was teaching them Catholic doctrine. She said that I was teaching them non-Christian doctrine. So it made it out like I was being this, you know, evil person. And the thing is, is I'm only teaching them what is in the Bible studies. So... I have a booklet that goes over the Bible books. So it's not like I'm talking about anything other than that. But anyway, this is what really changed my mind about Protestant versus Catholic because the Catholic church never ever condemned me for going to the Protestant church. They never, like I met, I know a lot of people that went to that church, um, that I saw at the school that I worked at, at the school slash church, because you know, we, they never really, we never really judged each other. It was just like, yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, I saw you Sunday. Hey, yeah. You know, it wasn't like a big deal. Well, anyway, you guys, it really almost ruined. Well, it did. It ruined my career there because they decided that I was not suitable for teaching the children. And, um, even though they technically did not fire me for that particular thing, um, I just continued getting in trouble and, for things that I've always done and everything that I did ended up being something really bad. I was under the microscope and finally it came to the point where they were just like, you know, we really don't want you back. So, I mean, not really. I mean, I can't say that they let me go cause they really didn't. I, I left like after I had Dominic, um, I put in my two weeks and stuff. So it wasn't like, it was like, Hey, you guys, you can't be coming back. But they did everything in their power to make me feel like they wanted me out. And, um, so I left and that kind of opened my eyes to, wow. Like just because my daughter said something about mother Mary, this is how they treat us. And I was like, you know, I felt very welcomed when I came into the Catholic church that didn't happen. Um, and so this isn't a broadcast about being Catholic or Protestant or what's better or what's not. But the, the whole premises is, when you claim God, really claim him, everybody comes against you. I mean, I worked at a church, you guys. I was born and raised Protestant. And yes, I married a Catholic, but that had nothing to do with the teaching that I was teaching these children. But it's like it's almost like the devil comes up against you when you're going on the right path. And they there's a whole bunch of roadblocks or things that just stop you. And you're like, why are all these things stopping me? Why are all these people against me? Because, you know, I never did anything wrong before. They always loved me. I never understood. So that really started my journey into the Catholic church full force, like where I was kind of just tiptoeing before. And I would be like, oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Or, oh, wow, I thought they worshiped Mary. Or, wow, I didn't realize that they read the same Bible that we read. And, you know, there's just a few extra books, but it's the same exact lessons that I learned. Like, I didn't realize any of that stuff until I started going to the church, right? So then it opened up my mind and I was like, oh my gosh. And there's so many misconceptions because like, for instance, I can't wrap my head around going to a priest. Like, why would I go to a priest when I can just pray to God, right? Why would I go into this priest confessional when I can just say, God, forgive me? Well, there's a reason you guys, because we need accountability. Think of your priest as your shrink. Mind blown, right? He's not there to say, you know, 
you have to tell him everything that's going on. It's just a way to get things that are bothering you off your chest, things that you can't tell anybody else off your chest so that you can move forward. That is exactly what a therapist does. When I learned that, I was like, holy moly, these people are spending thousands of dollars on therapy when they can just go in for free to their priest and just let it out. (laughs) Like when you think about it, right? All these misconceptions. So when you really get on the right path, whatever path that is, people come against you. It's hard to believe. It's hard to believe that somebody like God is going to die on the cross for us. It's hard to believe that he loves us that much. And when you start on your journey, people turn their back on you. I had a lot of friends like defriend me on Facebook, blast that capitalism is is evil. When I um, posted on Facebook about Lent, oh my gosh, you guys, I got so much backlash that I cried. I cried for days. I cried. Because I was like, why would they treat me like this? I'm I'm still a Christian. One friend actually told me that I was a devil worshiper. That I should repent to Jesus. Because I was going to a Catholic church. Do they not realize that the Catholic church is the foundation of all other churches? It's still Jesus. And the thing that doesn't get me, the thing that I don't get is that Father, Son, Holy Spirit. As long as you have the Trinity, it does not matter your religion. God is not going to come back tomorrow and come to me and say, oh no, you know what? You, you were baptized a Baptist when you were little. Nah, forget it. You can't go to heaven. Oh, oh, that person over there is a Lutheran. (laughs) Forget it. Oh, really? You're, you're a non-denominational. You don't even have a domination. (laughs) You're not getting into heaven. Do you really think Jesus is going to do that? No, he doesn't give a crap what your religion is. He wants you to have a personal relationship with him. That is what matters. Anyway, guys, I could go on and on, but just remember that God loves you. Just remember to have a personal relationship with him, no matter what people are telling you, no matter what religion you are, or if maybe you're not even a religion, maybe you just have a personal relationship with God on your own without church. And that's fine too. Church really helps us stay accountable and it helps to have that group of friends around us that are like-minded. But if that's not your thing, You know, it says in the Bible to worship on your own, worship in a closed room, worship by yourself because he wants you to have a personal relationship with him. He doesn't want it to be the hoop and hollering, you know, hallelujah, who can praise louder than the other person. He wants you to just come to him. That's all. That's all. And when you start doing that, for some reason, you guys, people just, they, they don't like it. People will just totally tear you down. They see that light and they just start throwing dirt on it. They don't want you to shine. They don't want that light to come through. They don't want you to be happy. People want to keep you down to their level. So rise up, you guys. Rise up and let your light shine. Let God shine through you, through your glory and do it for him. I'll see you guys tomorrow.